The Depressed Reds, a podcast made by the Depressed United fans for Depressed United fans. Please welcome your host, Ishan Nayak. So then, back again. It's been a while. A lot has happened. And Ten Hag's Tricky Reds, back in form. Thank God I didn't put out that City episode. Like, oh my days. Thank the Lord we didn't put out a City episode. And yeah, now obviously the most recent big news is has to be the Ronaldo interview with Piers Morgan that comes out on the time of recording this. It comes out I think at 11 p.m. on the 15th and on the 16th of November. So um, this is just me speculating on that and maybe reviewing a few of the games that happened in between the last episode of happened between this and the last episode of the Depressors podcast. Couldn't get the other guys in yet because I just I I I didn't really think I'd be recording this early, but yeah, let's get right into it. So basically, just gonna go over a quick recap of the games that United played since the last episode of the Depressed Reds, and the game directly after the last episode was I think the City game, which we don't really need to talk about. Harden's unfair. And there was um, Ammonia, which we won three two. Everton two one. Ronaldo, Ronaldo and Anthony scored. And then, arguably one of our best games this season, the game against Tottenham at home. Of course, and everyone did want Antonio Conte instead of Ten Hag towards the end of last season. Thank God we didn't follow through on that. I think we're finally this. There's some signs emerging of a good team that actually backs each other and fights for each other, and well, this Ronaldo, this Ronaldo fiasco does throw a big wrench in the works. But more on that later. So after that Spurs game, there was a Chelsea one-all game, which again I think I think it was a fair result towards the end. Anthony did have that one big chance towards in the end of the first half, and then. There was that Villa loss again, but I just think that was Ten Hag getting ahead of himself with the changes. I think that the one important takeaway from that Villa loss was that Donny Van de Beek is finished at Manchester United. I think he's just he's not he's just not played enough. I don't think he's got what it takes, and I just think it was a sort of momentum thing with the way he was succeeding at Ajax. And then obviously our most re- our most recent game was against Fulham, which thank God for Alejandro Garnacho. And really watched the first half as I was out, but that second half I think with I I just generally think with Martial up front we just, we're just a lot more cohesive. When Ronaldo when Ronaldo's up front we just force the ball to him too much and it becomes too much of an issue. We we become uncreative. The, he's he's just not a good enough asset to play through. So now to bigger news, Cristiano Ronaldo and the Piers Morgan interview. And oh my god, I did not see it coming. I there was there was news about it here and there in the summer when Ronaldo was being marketed around by United. When no one really wanted him, I think there were a few news news outlets reporting here and there that Ronaldo is going to drop a bombshell interview. And boy did he. As soon as the news went, as soon as Piers Morgan teased that on Twitter, everyone went nuts. And I'm gonna just pick and choose out of the initial quotes that were released. One of them, which I think initially had disappointed me the most, was the Ten Hag. 
that the fact that Ronaldo does that the fact that Ronaldo doesn't respect and hug. And I trust me, I I think Ronaldo's the goat. I love him for whatever he has done, but with the with the sort of development the team is in right now, I just it doesn't help anyone, especially if you're not performing on the pitch like Ronaldo. The guy's played over a thousand minutes for United and he scored like three goals this season and two of them have been against Sheriff, I think. So if you're gonna talk, you have to really be performing on the pitch. I get that he's 37, but you can't be saying things like that, especially if against the team harm, going against the team, the coaches, and all that. But, but that being said, as I again, I really don't know what else has been really said in terms of the full interview because that really comes out today evening or today night, I guess. So I I'll probably release another episode reacting to that fully, but. I just don't think it's really helped, really helped anyone. But I just hope with the sort of platform he's got, especially with the sort of caliber he is, that he goes against the Glazers because I think any any word that he says against them is enough to really energize the movement against the owners. Because it's this is Cristiano Ronaldo who's employed by Manchester United. No one, no one in the history of this club well in the history of since the glazers took over man united no one from within the club has really come out and said that yeah these owners don't care to have arguably the biggest player of all time come to come out and say that these guys are not good enough for the club they don't care about the sporting project i think that that itself is enough to send send the glazers packing because obviously with the fan base ronaldo's got and Already United fans on edge with with the whole the, the whole Super League fiasco facilitated by the Glazers. The it the relationship's already gone between United and the Glazers, as in the fans and the Glazers. So having someone as big as Ronaldo t- coming out and saying, "Okay, fine, these guys don't care," I think is, I think it's a big positive. And at the end of the day, the the ends justify the means. If the Glazers leave this club, if the Glazers put this club up for sale, then I think that's the biggest biggest positive we have we can have for this season. Because don't get me wrong, Ten, Ten Hag and the guys up, up there, the, the team is playing well. But we have seen this, we've seen this before under Solskjaer. We had we had a good good run of games. We went into the summer thinking, okay, fine, we just need to sort out maybe two or three positions, and then we we get we get left hanging in the summer. We don't we don't do any really good business like our maybe the Jose Mourinho Jose seconds after Jose's second season when we finished runners up to City who were on another level everyone thought going into that summer okay fine this, the the tools are there we just need to fine tune what did we end up doing that summer we ended up getting Fred and Dallo Jose got sacked Jose got sacked right after our first game at Anfield that season. So this is a position that we have been in before. So regardless of how good we play, if the Glazers are still in power, it's that same cycle repeats. A good a half decent initial good season and then absolutely horrendous business in the summer and it and the wheels fall off the project towards the second season. So if if this Ronaldo if Ronaldo coming out the Glazers can galvanize the fans and really apply the pressure on 
on on them. I think that's the biggest possible W we we can all take as United fans, because right after the shambolic start, after the two one loss to Brighton, the four nil loss to Brentford, there was a lot of media coverage on the Glazers, which has not really been it's not really been a thing before. They've been the previous highest level of that sort of coverage was probably that Liverpool the game which got the Liverpool game cancelled, and that was for maybe one or two days. And the whole Super League fiasco, but major outlets, out, outlets like the Sky, like Sky, Sky Sports, they've never really covered the Glazers, the Glazers protest until this season, when when alarm bells were ringing all around the club. That was when they they decided, okay, fine, let, let us actually tell people what's going on, because other fans will tell United fans, yeah, but you guys have been spending money, you've spent as much as City, yeah, we're spending with our eyes closed. It's we're we're being leaded we're we're being led by blind men. These guys have no clue what they're doing. They come in at the end of every financial quarter, take their dividend, and go right back off to America. They don't care what's happening as long as they are getting their dividend. They are oblo- they're obliged to continue what they're doing because it's a business and they own the business. I get what they're doing, but it's heartless. It's pathetic to do this to the sporting institution that Manchester United is. It's pathetic. Thank God, at least we're not sports wash. We're not a sports washing club like Man-, Man City, PSG, Newcastle. Now, I'm happy we're not that. And I'm not saying we need an Arab to save us. Nothing like that. United can run self. We we can fund ourselves. We have been doing that. For th- we have been doing that since the Glazers took over. It's been our own money. We are the only club. We are the only club in the Premier League. In which the owners actually take money out of the club as dividends. There's no other team that does that. We pay the most dividends. How does that ma- even make sense? When no other club does that. Man City. Hell, I, I don't even really want to get into their finances right now because that's that's probably enough content for a whole other episode. Chelsea. They had to be. They had to be. They had to be pimped out like by by a freaking Russian oligarch to get to where they are today. Do you see these successful teams needed needed to be saved by these other messiahs? United don't need that. We don't need external investment to, to keep us going. We have the fan base. We have the co- commercial revenues to to be self-sufficient. But we just need someone to allow us to employ the sort of sporting structure that we need to catch up to clubs like City and Liverpool. Because in terms of club structure, City is on another level. You just cannot compare. On on the sheet on on the balance sheet, okay, fine. We've spent the same money, but it's so much more than that. Who they are spending the money on is what's the difference. City, realistically speaking, their only flop, who I can really really think of the, off the top of my head, was not wasn't even really that much of a flop. It was probably like Angelino or something like that. And he that he ended up scoring against us for Leipzig, I think, when we got knocked out of the Champions League in the 2021 season. He was a quality player as well. So City, City could can they can't really do any wrong right now, especially because they've got that robot up front. But point is, it's not not that much has to really be done to get United to that sort of level again. It's just that one issue being the Glazers. I know every time I talk about the Glazers, it turns into this sort of rant. But this is all one really can do until there's some real momentum behind the movement which this Ronaldo interview can provide. So, I I think that's where I stand on it. I think some things he said about 
him not respecting Ten Hag, I'm fr- I'm firmly against that. I think that was completely and morally wrong. Because I think that I think that was careless, especially because he's not been performing. He's he walked out of the Tottenham game, and in the in preseason, him and few others walked out of the. I forgot with some Spanish team we played in the preseason. A bunch of them have walked out as well. So this is the second time Ronaldo had done that. So he he does sort of look like a twat by by saying he doesn't respect by saying that he doesn't respect the manager and all that because we have really we have statistically been worse with him on the pitch. But that being said, again, what if he if he does use that sort of platform to to actually call out the Glazers, which Piers Morgan has already teased, then you think, okay, fine, there is some there is some real momentum that could be built up here if the fans all, all decide to galvanize around it and say, okay, fine, enough is enough, let's continue pushing. Because realistically, what's been happening is every time we have like maybe a run of three to four bad games. That's when everyone starts saying, oh no, the Glazers are not doing this, the Glazers are not doing that, Glazers out and all that. That's not going to get them out. They'll be trending for like maybe four days and then we, we win we win a big game and then then everyone, no one really talks about it. And then we go into the summer, we get disappointed again and then everyone starts saying Glazers out again. This Ronaldo interview could, could give us a way out of that and that's why I'm still on the fence with how to really feel about it. It all depends on what he says, so I can't really speculate too much on that because obviously it's not been released yet. And yeah, that's pretty much it on that interview. But I, I think there's, there's already been news about United hiring lawyers to figure out ways to terminate Ronaldo's contract, which does mean we'll end up looking at a striker this, uh, this January. I would have loved Martial to stay, to like be a, be the, be the guy to save us up front, but he's just not fit enough. So I I it's it, it's probably the best move to to look look elsewhere. But yeah, I think I'll I will go go more into that next episode. So yeah, so that was just a fairly quick 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 and dicey episode. To get back into the groove of you know just posting editing and all that but nevertheless an absolute bomb what am i saying it's gonna be crazy the interviews are gonna get a lot of people talking so i'm staying up to see it because i'm honestly very intrigued to see what happens and the reception to it it could affect a lot of things glazer movement and all that but yeah i don't really know what, how Ronaldo's legacy will live on after after the way he this after this the way the season has gone. But eh, I don't really care that much. United above all, and ultimately when no player is bigger than the club. So yeah, that's the way I see it. But I think this interview has potential for good, and that's where I, that's ultimately where I stand. So yeah, thank you for listening to another episode of of the Depressed Reds podcast. After a long time, feels good to be back and hopefully back in the groove. So yeah, stay tuned for the next one. Peace.